This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back to A Sharper Life. I am your host, Nikki Sharp. And today we are talking about my wedding, this crazy thing that happened. And it still hasn't really hit me that I'm married and people keep saying, you know, congrats. And I'm like, cool, thanks. It hasn't sunk in yet. Let's put it that way. But I'm excited for today's episode because I'm going to be talking about the good, the bad, the ugly, the crunchy, the regrets, and everything in between. Because having a destination wedding with 85 people during the end of a pandemic has been interesting to say the least. I had mentioned this before. This was my first wedding ever going to. I had gone to a wedding when I was seven years old. Don't remember it. And so there was a lot riding on the expect the unexpected. If you listen to my other podcast episode about the wedding stuff. And there was just so many things that went beautiful, better than I could have ever predicted. There were things that went absolutely unplanned, didn't go as planned. And there were some just incredible moments. And I'm going to detail and share all of it with you, especially the things that you didn't get to see from Instagram. Because pretty much most of the wedding, unless you were there living it, with us, like in my shoes, there's a lot of juicy stuff. So we're going to jump straight into the episode. And what I want to start with for for today's episode is kind of how we came to be here and with this wedding. And I did detail a lot of this already in the previous episode, but one month after meeting my husband, which still feels very strange to say, (laughs) one month after meeting him, I remember actually it was January 29th because I have a photo in my phone of us going to dinner. We went home, took a bath. It was in New York. And we decided that day that, yeah, we were going to do this. We wanted to get married. And so we decided to do the Amalfi Coast. And I mean, we decided Italy. It was between Italy and France. And I've lived in France. I love it. I love Parisian culture. But there's also sometimes a sense for me with or with French culture that when you ask for something, they they don't always want to give it to you, or there's a reason why it can't happen. And so we were like, well, you know, the Dolce Vita, Malfi Coast, they the Italians, their zest for life. And we're like, that really embodies everything we're trying to do with this wedding, which was bring a zest to life, to others' lives, to throw a celebration and a party and profess our love in front of people in in a really fun way. And so that's why we ended up choosing Italy. And we then chose the Amalfi Coast and then Capri. And in retrospect, looking at it, I cannot imagine having done it anywhere else. It was perfect because it was a three-day event. There were so many different ranges of hotel prices, Airbnbs. So it fit whatever budget you had. It was a complete pain to get to. If you've been to Capri, you know It's not easy, but it is so worth it. And there was something for everyone to do outside of the events. So it wasn't just all about us, which I thought was a really nice thing that we got to celebrate, but people also got to explore Capri and go shopping and go to the water. So in hindsight, so glad it was Capri. Wouldn't have changed a thing about it. Now, there's been some stress leading up to the wedding, and I again, detailed that in the other episode. But what you guys didn't see so much, and well, I guess you did on Instagram if you're following my stories, was that 
leading up, we had decided to break our lease for our apartment and go to London in September. So coinciding with the last bits of planning for the wedding, we were then navigating, okay, breaking the lease, possibly looking for new places, what all that entailed. My, well, my husband, I was going to say my fiance, has a visa-related thing that we were trying to navigate that with an appointment. And there was a lot of kind of outside stress being thrown at us. And from there, we were a little bit worried about just the travel stuff, suitcases getting you know delayed and lost. So we sent an email out to everyone saying, be sure to carry you know your, your outfits, most important things in your hand luggage. And we sent our, our luggages out there. So like we were feeling good. And then the day of the wedding, we dropped our cat off with the kitty sitter. He stayed there many times. And the, the morning that we were leaving, she messages me and said, you know, something's happening in him and the other cat. They're fighting. I don't think it's going to work out. So we're like, oh my God, morning enough. So we have to kind of reconfigure everything with that. It all worked out in the end. Then on top of that, we get a notification that our flight going to... Anyways, we had a layover somewhere. Oh, France, Paris, obviously. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's how crazy the wedding was for me. Is like there was it's when I try to like recall details, it takes a minute. So we got a notification that our flight was delayed by two hours, which then meant we were going to have too short of a connection to have a bag checked and make it. So we we're like, okay, plan B, let's go out and buy a new carry-on because we are allowed two carry-ons each on business. We're like, okay, fine. So there's little things that started adding to the stress just getting out there. So I call Air France and they were like, well, we can actually get you on the flight on the next one, XYZ. We decided not to. So we had a long layover in Paris, which then meant that we weren't going to have the night alone in Capri's plan to kind of just settle. Now we got into Naples very late, had to stay at an airport hotel, took the boat transfer the next morning. And basically, once we got to Capri, we hit the ground running because it was meeting with the florist, picking up bags that we'd shipped. And there was no real moments starting from when we got on the flight to just settle, to ground, to meditate. And we did make it a purpose for both of us to exercise, to go for a hike that we are taking our guests on. And just for me, exercising really clears my mind. So with that being said, we then get there and immediately it's go, go, go. There was no single time we met with our photographers. We had to go to the different locations. It was hotter than usual. It was busier than usual. And so that's all kind of the preamble, the lead up to the wedding weekend. And Here's where it's going to get juicy. I'm going to tell you about the fun moments. I'm going to tell you about my regrets from the wedding. And I'm going to tell you about some of the crunchy times that happened and things that I you know, can't say I'm super thrilled about, but it is what it is. So let's start with some of the fun moments. What you all saw on Instagram was this is a three-day weekend, La Dolce Vida in Capri. And we had it planned that on Friday morning, so there was technically four events in this three-day weekend. On a Friday morning, we did a hike up to the Philosopher's Garden, which starts in Annika Pri, and that was a chance for us to mingle with people and 
in a more calm setting, just say hi. And I was so excited about this. Then later that day, we were to meet with, that was on the Friday, we were to meet with all of our bridesmaids, groomsmen, the wedding planners, and do the the rehearsal, which I didn't know that one does a rehearsal for a wedding. So that was kind of an interesting thing for me. Anyways, we meet them. And then we go, some of us, the, my bridesmaids and my husband go back to our room and we get ready. So this is already now, we've had two things just for me and him during that day. Then we go to the welcome event, which was amazing. And I'll, I'll detail everything more. Then the following day, we started everything at 11 a.m., which it went from 11 a.m. until 2 a.m. So that was a, a long, long day of getting ready, photos. And that's where some of the juiciness comes in, the story. And then the following day, there was the beach day at Lido del Ferro, where we got to just relax with friends and hang out. So during this time, we are getting bombarded. Actually, I am getting bombarded with people telling me issues that were coming up. So luggages were getting lost. Someone missed a flight or a flight was delayed. Someone else, the flight, you know, something happened. We had three people the day Friday just tell us for whatever reason they couldn't make it. And I think by the next day, we had in total five people drop out just like that. Various reasons, COVID, missed flights, everything. So people were coming to me and I was getting quite, let's say, bombarded, but not with like, no one was trying to bombard me. It's just I had been kind of the organizer for a lot of these things. So then we have on top of that, we did not plan our stay very well because we stayed in Capri Palace for where the wedding was for three nights. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Prior to that, we were staying in another hotel, Hotel Blue, which I love as well. And because we missed one night there, we went there for two nights. We then moved to Capri Hotel. We then went back to Hotel Blue before leaving. So within a six-day period, by the time we left, we had moved hotels four times during a wedding with four events for a three-day weekend. So it was a lot to say the least. And with people telling us, telling me about, you know, missed flights, all of that, my husband ended up telling people, you know, look, please come to me. Nikki's a little overwhelmed. Let's give her some space. So by the time we get there, we have a dinner and I get to meet my, my, I, my God, I keep saying fiance or wanting to say it, my husband. I meet his dad and his dad's wife for the first time. And this was, you know, adding on to various levels of weird stress. I had not yet met them because of the pandemic and he had not yet met my dad because of the pandemic. So we go to dinner, have an amazing dinner. I have a little too much wine, don't sleep as well, so I'm quite tired. Then the following day, the Thursday, when we meet the wedding photographers, we have a late dinner. I do not sleep well. And so one of my biggest regrets that I have is that I didn't sleep enough and I kind of got so in the moment of things that I stopped prioritizing myself, my needs, my care in order to show up the best for other people. And you know, you've listened to me over and over on this podcast of me talking about how important it is for you to take care of you and you need to set your boundaries. And one of the boundaries that I didn't set with myself, which is definitely a regret, 
is I never had any free time, any space. I never had time to journal. I was always with my my husband and fiance at that time. We were always with other people. People were staying at the hotel, so we would see them, say hi. And so the boundary that I needed was I needed my own space. And I am an empath, so I feel people's emotions very deeply. I'm claircognizant and empath, which I've talked about before. So I, I deeply feel people's emotions and all of that. And if you're not sleeping on top of it, you get overwhelmed. The importance of sleep. It's no wonder that sleep is one of the most important things that we typically don't get enough of. And I certainly did not get enough of. So with all of that, it was a busy weekend. And it was one of the best weekends of my entire life. And I can't wait to show you the photos because they are incredible. Every single photo, there is not one person who is not laughing, smiling, having the best time. The speeches were incredible. So let me back up a bit. I want to go through my list of... Because I am i don't, I don't want to go all over the place too much. But let me talk about what were my favorite moments, the fun moments. And we'll start from the hike, from the beginning of everything. So from the hike, I almost didn't go. And my husband actually had to beg me to go because he said, Nikki, you know, your friends and family are here. They're for you. It would mean a lot. And I was trying to set a boundary saying, I'm tired. I just need me time. So because I didn't listen to myself, it's a catch-22, right? I want to be there. I loved the hike. I loved saying hi to people. But I also really needed that time for myself. So I go on the hike and I loved it. We got to take everyone up to the most spectacular views. I got to connect with people. And by the end of the hike and getting fresh air, I felt just so much more calm and at ease. And at the same time, I didn't have that space that I needed to show up as my best self later. But that's okay. The hike was worth it. And I highly recommend if you go to Capri doing the philosopher's hike. So one of my next favorite moments is when we went downstairs to meet the our wedding planners and we got all the bridesmaids, groomsmen, because we were going to do the walkthrough on the rooftop. And walking down and seeing my best friends in the entire world and seeing my my husband's friends who are there and seeing our wedding planners, I just kept squealing. I jumped for joy every time I would turn around, someone new was there. And it was one of the most fun, joyful, kid-like moments of the wedding for me because it was before things got kind of quote-unquote serious. And we all just got to hug and, oh my God, we made it. And one of my bridesmaids, her bags got lost, but she was there. And it was like someone would tap me and I'd turn around and just jump for joy. So that was wonderful. And then we went back into our our room with my bridesmaids and husband and we all got ready together. We got a bottle of champagne and it was just so much fun to do that. So then we get to the welcome event and we did not do a sit down typical served dinner. It was food on trays, which we discussed and the food was incredible. I got to, well, I chose to change twice. So I wore this blue flowy white and blue dress and I really wanted to embody Capri, the Mediterranean, the Italian vibes with this fun and playful and the blues and the whites. And then I changed into Dolce & Gabbana, which I wore head to toe, a little ribbon in my hair. And I had the dress and the Dolce & Gabbana shoes because this year 
they did the Mediterranean collection, which was all about Capri. And I'm like, how can I not wear that? So going downstairs and just getting a moment with my fiance at that time and just changing and being able to kind of soak it up and then walking back out and having changed, being fun, incorporating my love of fashion into this. It was just so joyful to see all of our guests there and the views are spectacular. We were at Caesar Augustus. And so that was one of my also favorite moments was just getting to change and really incorporating my love of fashion. So then the next day, the wedding, I would say, I mean, there's so many amazing moments, but some of the the most fun moments that I had was when we did the first look. We chose to do that in this big spacious room, which is actually where the reception is in Capri Palace. And just seeing my now husband at the time and getting to show him the dress that I had you know, worked with Galia Lahav for 10 plus months or something like that. And the stress of the dress. And another thing I, I didn't really mention too much to you guys was right before the wedding, the week before, yeah, the week before the wedding or two weeks, I gained like three to four pounds of water weight. And I'm not worried about my weight at all. It's not, I didn't try to lose weight for this, but I gained water weight. So I looked puffy and my dress didn't fit. And so that was like a big stress. So the day of, I feel gorgeous. We've just had this amazing time getting ready in the room with my bridesmaids. And another favorite moment was my mom was there with us getting her hair and makeup done. And my friend Ari and I, who have known each other for since we were 11, she was telling my mom's stories, how we used to sneak out. And and we were all just like bonding and laughing and such a joyful moment. And when I put on the dress, I got completely overwhelmed when I went downstairs in the elevator and I was like, I need a glass of champagne now. I was, it was just, it wasn't bad. It was just overwhelming. Like, oh my God. And I think that comes from, I've never been to a wedding, so I don't know the emotional side of it. And it was a big deal getting to marry the love of my life, the person that I wrote down in my dream binder and someone that I had manifested and I created a gift for him. And I'll, I'll talk more about it later. But I wrote in a journal for a few months starting before I met him. And it's crazy the things that I wrote saying, you know, I can't wait to be in Capri having an Aperol spritz with you and telling him about my life and wondering where he was during COVID and really manifesting this person based on my dream binder and the ultimate transformation program that I teach. And so I was overwhelmed. I felt gorgeous, beautiful. I was overwhelmed because I hadn't been sleeping enough. There at one point there was like 15 people in our room. So there was a lot of heightened emotions. And I feel like people don't talk about this that as a bride, it's overwhelming beyond anything. The advice everyone told me was slow down, take it all in. It goes by so quick. Nobody told me that you're going to be completely overwhelmed in good and bad ways. And it was just, it was a lot in all the ways for me, but it overall in a good way. So they grab me a glass of champagne and then I drink it. I go, we do the first look, which was so beautiful. And it just, that was like heartwarming for me, such a special moment. And then from there, my real favorite moment of this was, yes, the first look, 
But we walked in around the corner to where the bar is. And that's where all of our family and our groomsmen and bridesmaids were all waiting for us to take photos. And their reaction as we walked in, priceless. It's one of the greatest photos I think we have from the wedding. So that was a really, really fun and joyful and heart expansive moment for me. Now, I'm going to jump to a regret, which ends up being one of my most fun moments. And it's funny how that goes in life. The things that we have the hardest time with oftentimes leads to some of the greatest lessons, greatest moments, whatever they might be. So I was, as I've mentioned, completely overwhelmed. We did the ceremony. Ceremony was spectacular. And actually, I'm going to jump in and say one of my favorite moments from the ceremony was I had been told, slow down, slow down, don't you know, run down the aisle, really take it in. And so I made it a point to look at all of the guests in every row and really try to acknowledge, I see you, you're here, thank you, and to smile and just to take it all in. So I feel like I walked down really, really slow. I walked down to the song Boa Suerte. I think that's how you say it. And it's one of my most beautiful songs in life. It means so much to me. And so just going down the aisle was special beyond reason of really getting to take it all in. And there were so many funny little moments at the ceremony. Like we had bees, not not the bees that sting, but not honeybees, but bumblebees, the big bump and like loads of them. And I am terrified of bees. I'm terrified of them. And for whatever reason, I had so much grace with me that didn't bother me. My veil kept like whipping in my face. At one point, my mouth was so dry because I was just overwhelmed again in a good way that I like lean over to my maid of honor and I said, can you get me a glass of water? And then she leans over, she leans over and our officiant was like, is there something I should know? And I was like, no, I just need a glass of water. And our ceremony was so fun and playful and our efficient Fritz just had everyone laughing. I mean, he started the ceremony saying, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to you know the beautiful island of Ibiza. And everyone's like, what? And he goes, oh, no, 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 wait, sorry. We're in Capri. But he did it in such a funny, playful way. And in our vows that we wrote to each other, we were both fun and playful and romantic. And it was just a really fun ceremony because there was so much laughter, so much joy. It wasn't stiff at all. So just little things like that. And my my veil kept coming out. So I would like try to push it back down. So those are some of the funny moments. And then one of my regrets, which really was the allowing myself to get so overwhelmed by everything led to there was about a 40 minute period where we needed to wait for the guests to get in the, the vans to go down to Il Riccio where we, we were going to have dinner. And I sat in the room with my now husband and it's just that's the adrenaline started subsiding. And that's when I got really, really tired. And I was like, I can't be here. I, I need to have a coffee or do something. I just can't be in this room. Otherwise, I think I'm going to fall asleep and not go to our dinner. And I, and I was dead serious about that. So we go downstairs and people start seeing me and us and they want to come and congratulate us and say hi. And it was one of those moments where I just needed some alone time, but not alone time in the room because I was getting too tired. And so it was this duality of, of course, I want to see people and say hi to you. But I also kind of just like need a moment to take this all in. And 
so I end up running into like, you know, runaway bride with this big poofy dress into the restaurant when everyone was around at the bar having a drink. And so I, I run in, you know, carrying the big poofy dress dress and they're in a staff meeting and I go, Scusi, I'm so sorry. Is it possible to get a, an espresso and a glass of wine, please? Thank you so much. You know, grazie mille. And I go and sit and they were like, of course, they were so sweet. And Il Riccio and Capri Palace, they, they had the best staff. They were looking forward to our wedding so much. And so they bring it and they bring my husband one. And it's one of my favorite photos as well is it's my big poofy dress. We're sitting at a table. We're both having a sip of wine, looking at each other. There's a coffee on the table. And it was the moment I needed to just kind of like settle in. And so that's why it's one of my most fun, memorable moments. That photo, I want to get it printed huge on a wall because it's just the remembrance of things are going to go wrong. And if you let go and just try to make the best of it, oftentimes that will be the best moment. And that was really a lesson for me. So the regret is that I let things overwhelm me so much. And the beauty of it too was that I actually relied on my husband a little bit more to, I guess, not quote unquote, carry me through, but to, I got to lean on him. I got to lean into my feminine and to say, you know, I'm really tired. I don't want to go downstairs yet. Or I, you know, I don't want to see people. And he's like, okay, I'll take care of it. I'll make sure, you know, they get in the buses now. So it both kind of got to lean into the polarity a little bit more through my overwhelm. But point taken for Nikki, for myself is rest, sleep more, don't let yourself get so overwhelmed. Spend more time alone. Force it on yourself. Go outside. Be alone. Do something by yourself. And these are you know, lessons that I wish I could go back and tell myself. So let's see. Then, oh my goodness, at our wedding. Well, okay. Here's a funny moment actually that you guys didn't see on Instagram. We got in the famous little red car to go down and you know, you go down all these little turns and we're we're going super slow so we don't mess up the hair. And and in order for the videographer and the photographers to take photos and videos, they didn't want everything from behind. So the videographer is actually in the front seat right in front of us. And he has in his ear, you know, the iPhone headphone things, the AirPods, he has the connection to the our wedding planner who's in the back, who's talking in the car behind us, the taxi to are photographers. And basically, every turn, they would say, okay, now switch. And then he would pop up and they would all jump back in when they're in the car so that he wouldn't see them. And then they would switch again. So we were constantly going from, okay, photos behind us. Okay, now we have the the videographer in front of us. Okay, now sit up outside of the car, stop for photos. It was hectic and stressful. And funny enough, it was my my husband's least favorite moment of the wedding. But now when we see the photos, I'm like, oh God, they're, they were kind of worth it. So that was the first time that he got really overwhelmed. But one of the most fun moments that I then remember is at the dinner, we had a, a mix of speeches and then we had Angel. So Angel is the singer who we met when we got engaged at the Ocean Club in Paradise Island. She is so phenomenal that when we thought about you know entertainment, who should we do? We were like, of course it's Angel. It can't be anyone else. So we flew her in 
And she is a rock star. She sounds like Whitney Houston. She looks like Whitney Houston. She's gorgeous. She's a gorgeous human inside and out. And so she's just going around the tables and singing and getting people to stand up and dance with her. So between her, the speeches that people did, they were the best speeches I've ever heard. And people warned me saying that people don't really like speeches at dinner, the the dinner. I can say without a doubt in my mind, I think that our speeches, so from my husband's to his best man, to my friends, Emily and Ari, who I've known since 11 and 14, they did one each. Then my dad did one. And every single person's speech, people were laughing. They were crying. People didn't have tears left. Like It was the most emotional, beautiful thing. And people from his side really got to see who I am and vice versa, that my friends and family got to see how special he is. Everyone knocked it out of the park. And the photos that we have are out of this world good. The laughter is insane. The the tears, people just being like, oh my God, so beautiful. So that was one of my most favorite fun moments. And then my next favorite moment from the wedding was our dance. Now, we did not do a typical dance because as you all have learned and noticed by now, I'm pretty much anything but typical. I don't really do things normal. So we came up with this joint idea, which was to sing shallow to each other, the the first two verses. So when Bradley Cooper sings and then the first verse Lady Gaga sings. And then at the very end of it, we sing together. So he did it as as saying, you know, I, I invested... He like took the mic and he's like, you know, I, I invested money in crypto thinking that how cool would it be to bring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga here to sing Shallow? Well, crypto didn't go so well. Everyone starts laughing. He's like, so we're doing something else or I'm, I'm doing something else. And I played it off like I didn't know what he was doing. So he starts singing to me and the crowd just goes wild. They're like, what? This man who's very private is singing to you, Nikki. And then I walk up to him and we play it off again, like, I don't know this. And he hands me the mic and then I start singing to him. Once again, people are like, you've got to be kidding me. How special. Then Angel kicks in and starts singing and we're just doing this slow dance. So you think that that's our first dance? Yes. So Angel in the in the part of Shallow where Lady Gaga, it gets more and more intense, the, it builds up. We separated and we start clapping for Angel because she's such a rock star and, and we're like, you know, kudos to her. And that was to give us space so that I can then run and jump. He picks me up, twists me. And then we had this whole choreographed thing. And I was terrified to do this because I was so overwhelmed, so exhausted. But it was like that last bit of adrenaline kicked in. And I had even said to him earlier, when we were having the coffee and wine by ourselves, I was like, I don't think I can sing. I don't even know if I can dance. We might need to just do plan B, which is we just hold each other and do a slow dance. I managed to get the last bit of adrenaline. We sang it. Neither one of us can listen to the videos now because we're like, oh, it sounds cringy. But I think you always think that when you listen to yourself. And then at the very end, he dips me and kisses me. And then we had friends shoot off confetti poppers. So the photos are spectacular. Can't wait to see the video. They had drone footage. Blew my mind that it all came together. We had a a live cake making. So it's this Italian cake where they do it live in front of you. And it's it's a production. Like 
It's fun. So we do all of that. Then the next day, the next really, really fun... Oh my God, I forgot one. Angel had all the guys at the wedding during the dinner stand... She goes, everyone stand up, all the guys. And she had them all sing, stand by me to all of the women. Incredible. Like I get goosebumps thinking about it right now. And you just... All these women are looking at these guys and Angel's doing it. And it was so special. And these are all the moments that I'm happy to share with you guys now because I get to relive them. Because the wedding, you know, when people say it goes by so quick, in one sense for me, it did. In another sense, it was very long. Like it was a long, long day. But it was also because it was such a long weekend and there was so much travel chaos. And I mean, there was just so many funny stories, like comical to the point of how many things went wrong. And even at our wedding, how many little things went wrong where my bridesmaid misplaced, or not my bridesmaid, my wonderful maid of honor misplaced our vows right before I was about to walk down and everyone's freaking out. And I managed to find them. They're in the, like, it, it all worked out, but it's like all these little details where you're like, Ah, and our wedding planner was freaking out, being like, we can't find the vows. And we're like, well, okay, we have them on the phone at least. So, you know, talk about just all the funny things that could have happened. So then we had the beach day, and that was really fun for me. That was one of the greatest moments because I got to relax, to spend more time with people, and and what my husband called fat boy summer started. And I don't, I'm not making fun of anyone on that. That was just our kind of code word being like, we're now officially eating all the things. And zero regard as to if this is going to bloat me or how I feel. And one other moment I'm going to say that was just really special too was getting to go to dinner with with my husband's dad and his wife. I think I might have mentioned that, but it was just so beautiful to finally get to learn about this family that I'm becoming a part of. And since then in the wedding, reflecting and really realizing this is not just about you and your partner. This is about your entire lives merge together. You start to learn things about your friends and you know family members and traditions you want to do, or you know, like a question that he actually asked me this morning was, "How often did you see your grandparents?" And I said, "Well, you know, not a lot." And so you start to think about what are the things that are going to be important to us going forward. And so getting to meet his side of the family was really special for me, and I'm sure for him too with with my side. So. Now we're going to go on to the regrets. Now that you've heard all the fun things of the wedding, the regrets, and I've already talked about a few of them. So definitely a regret was that we did not spend any time by ourselves. It was always either we were together or like we were working out together. We were meeting people together. There was no time that we carved out to just even sit in different rooms by ourselves to reflect. So that was really hard because I'm an only child. I like my space. I need my space. He does a lot better with big groups of people. I don't. And it was something that in retrospect, I should have really, really forced myself to. Because in the heat of the moment, you're like, you want to see all the friends and family. You want to have that extra glass of wine. You want to do something fun with that person or say hi or whatever it might be or spend time with your person. But oh my goodness, it's a regret that I didn't kind of force myself to spend solo time alone just to to ground myself and reflect. 
Not sleeping enough. Yeah, that'll do it to you. Definitely did not sleep enough, which then made everything feel just far more overwhelming. And that was not very easy for me. And in hindsight, it's definitely a regret because I let the overwhelm take over instead of kind of putting on a quote unquote show, which I should have tapped into, Nikki. You know, this is your one time to see your friends and family. They're all here for you. Come on, girl, pick yourself up. You can do this. And I didn't do that as much as I, I wished that I'd liked, but it really went based on the fact that I didn't sleep enough and I didn't have any of that time to, to process and reflect. So the thing also that I battled with after the, during the wedding and after the wedding is in one sense, yes, everyone is there for you. And it is the most special feeling in the world. And in another sense, you're there because you're marrying your partner. That's Everyone's there to watch you marry your partner. And so it was guilty. I felt guilty. The difference of like feeling guilty of you need to spend more time with the people that are there for you. And then feeling guilty. Well, no, I really just want to spend more time with my husband. And I don't want to see everyone. And I don't want to talk to everyone. And I do feel overwhelmed. And so I felt guilty when I felt overwhelmed because I felt like I should be doing a better job talking to people, being a better host. And then I felt guilty, like, no, this is my wedding. I should be able to, you know, it's your party. You can cry if you want to. I felt guilty that shouldn't I be allowed to take some, like not go to the hike if I don't want to go to the hike. So I still haven't, I haven't had enough time to like settle this and digest it for myself, but that's definitely, it's a regret, but also I'm having a hard time kind of understanding what's the balance of you should put yourself out there and go that extra mile to talk to all of your guests and no, it's okay to go internalized and only want to spend time with your 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 partner or to be partner. And we had a not a rule, but something that we'd been told a few times by multiple people was the day of the wedding after you get married, don't separate from each other because you're going to get pulled a million directions. Everyone wants to talk to you. And so we really made it a point to always be near each other even if we were talking to other people. And I'm like that's what I wanted to do. On the other hand, I wanted to go explore and talk more. But I knew that if I did that, I would feel a bit more overwhelmed because I was already feeling overwhelmed by people and seeing family I haven't seen in years. So there was just a lot of guilt and overwhelm. And it's not really a feeling that one wants to have about their wedding. So I'm still reconciling and going through my own self-process, let's say, of that. Let's see. The yeah, letting the overwhelm get the best of me. That was definitely another big one. And as I had mentioned, not having solo time for either of us led to some of the crunchy moments. So I'm gonna go into those now. <laughs> so the crunchy moments, interestingly enough, didn't really happen until after the wedding. The first sort of crunchy moment happened really when he had to kind of beg me, not beg me, but ask me. And firmly say it would mean a lot if I went on the hike. And I was trying to set my boundary saying, you know, I, I don't want to. I need to stay here. I just need to like be by myself. And that was a little bit of a crunchy moment because we both had different mindsets and values in that moment. For him, it was, you know, all your guests are here. You told them you were going to do this hike, do it. And for me, the opposite. But the crunchy moments started on the Sunday when for me, 
he was off talking to everyone else. And I was like, hey, hi, I'm your wife. I'm here. Do you want to show me some love? And I started to feel a little bit like we were there for everyone else, not them being there for us. So I got a little crunchy with him. And I was like, well, you know, I'm I'm your wife. You could show me some love now. And it's not that he wasn't trying to. It's just what I had mentioned on the wedding day that we had heard from other people that if you separate, you can start to feel unimportant. So I felt very unimportant. We we reconciled, everything was good, but it was really when we started the mini moon that a lot of the crunchy stuff came up. And that's going to be another podcast episode because I learned a lot and the mini moon was anything but honey. It was, uh, you know, they say it's the honeymoon. It was, I mean, sticky and thick and gooey and sometimes sweet. And yeah, it was pretty funny that the mini moon... Imagine everything that could possibly go wrong basically did. And it honestly became comical that by the time we went on the mini moon from the wedding and all the travel stuff to people's suitcases getting lost to my overwhelm, when we got to the mini moon, we started having more crunchy moments because he had certain expectations of how he thought I needed to act during the wedding. And he didn't voice these soon enough. So they built up. And for me, I was trying to reconcile feeling guilty within myself and feeling frustrated that he cared more about other people's experiences, not ours as the couple. All these fun things that happen when you're in a couple. And, you know, I've talked about it before, but people are so interested in getting married. And that's people's goal becomes, you know, I'll be happy when I'm married. And if you listen to my episode on all of the lessons of being engaged, Marriage is not an easy thing. And even now I'm seeing it's wonderful and it's beautiful. And I still don't really understand what the word wife entails. Like it took me a long time to be okay with the word fiance. I guess because it just was never top priority for me. It's not like I I wasn't one of those girls that said, you know, I'm going to get married and I'm going to be happy with Prince Charming. I did get to marry my Prince Charming, but we've also had to really understand and divulge that we are two unique individuals coming together in a spiritual union. And that has been one of the greatest, hardest, most beautiful lessons that I've ever witnessed because you have to let go of so much of your own identity, your own ego, your own belief systems of how the world needs to you know, be done. And you need to be willing to compromise. And you need to realize that someone else has their own set of Values. And even though we are so similar and we have the same values, you really do start to see how your different set, like if you listen to the engagement episode, we have different social values. And those came out to play so intensely during the wedding that there was expectations instead of appreciation. And that's something that I want to really emphasize here is that instead of expectation or trade expectation for appreciation, because expectation leads to resentment, anger, disappointment, whereas appreciation lends to, I appreciate that you showed up with what you could right now. And the importance of that is to say that even though maybe you didn't do something the way I wanted, right? I, me, the ego, I'm still willing to acknowledge you that you tried, that you showed up. So all in all, 
I really just felt like during this time, neither of us was showing the appreciation the other needed. And instead, it took form of expectation. And so when you trade expectation for appreciation, you'll find that you have a much greater thing, which really kind of leads me to the crunchy moments that we had. And all of those started with and ended with the fact that we were rushed because of you know everything from all the travel chaos. It was rushed from the moment we got to Capri. There was no real time. We didn't set time for ourselves, for either one of us. And that led to crunchy moments between us. That led to crunchy moments within my own self, with myself. As I've told you, I feel guilty about some of the things. And we also really didn't do a very good job of talking about the things that were coming up, the frustrations we might have had, the fears, the irritations, whatever they might be. We did not do a good job of talking about them in the moment and kind of quite the opposite where my husband kept saying, you know, I want everything to go well, go well, go well. And for me, I'm like, it'll go well when we can talk about things and have these deep conversations. So all in all, absolutely incredible wedding and even more fun to be able to talk to you all about it, share it through a different lens, talk about this on the podcast and go into details of some of the funny moments. And there were so many more absolutely incredible moments. And I, I'll probably do more podcasts on them, but I want to leave you with this. Number one, your dreams are absolutely possible. I am living proof. And this wedding is living proof that everything that I wrote down in my dream binder years ago came to life. And if you have any desire to learn more about this program, the Ultimate Transformation Program launches in September. It is the exact thing that I have done to work through my own fears, my own limiting beliefs, my limiting beliefs about success. It's what I you know, manifested with my partner. He is everything that I wrote down on paper and then some. So your dreams are possible, but you have to be willing to put in the self-work to do the things like spending time alone, even when you don't want to. You have to be willing to face your fears, to have deep conversations, even if they don't feel good in the moment. They are so important, all of these, because your dreams can absolutely become reality. Number two, seriously, trade expectation for appreciation because that's one of my greatest lessons coming out of this wedding is that neither one of us really showed the love and appreciation that the other one needed and then felt you know, resentful or frustrated. And even though we had the best time of our lives, there were so many opportunities for both of us to really show up even more for the other person because we were acknowledging all that they were doing in that moment. And third, I want to leave you with this. You can have a plan. You can spend years making your plans. You can do wedding planning. You can create the plan of your life, create the plan of just about everything. We love to have plans. But the thing is, plans never go to plan. And how are you going to handle when something doesn't go to plan? Because there are so many things in our wedding that didn't happen correctly. Luckily, the guests didn't notice any of them. But you know, frustrating moments for us that were like, wow, we spent ages and lots of time 
creating that, planning that, and it just it didn't go as planned, didn't happen. So how do you handle it when things don't go as planned? Can you still show up with love and grace and ease and gratitude? Or are you going to get frustrated and overwhelmed, to which I absolutely did in some of those moments? So it's all about how are you acting and reacting? And that's something that we also go into the Ultimate Transformation Program quite a bit. So with that, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And I know that there's going to be much more and I can't wait to share more of the photos, the videos. I'd love to hear your feedback. Is there anything you agree with? Anything that you you wish you had known for your wedding? Definitely interested to hear all of the things. And if you are enjoying the show, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, review it, share it with your friends, your family, because the more people that listen to this, the more healing we can do, the more healing we do, the greater this lifetime journey that we all go through will be. And until next week, here's to a sharper life. Mm-hmm.